come to this app. It's going to be a great day. Uh, my name is Robbie Emery, my wife Danielle right here, and uh, we were part of the one of the, uh, our 803 churches. Yeah. That we we launched in 2016 and, uh, in Detroit, Michigan, and we're loving every minute of it, and uh, we're hating a lot of minutes of it, too. Um, it's the up and down of it, and uh, no one ever told you that uh, how much of a roller coaster ride church planning was or church life was, and many times you get motion sickness from all the ups and downs, but that's why we're here. Uh, we're here to get that leveled out a little bit, uh, not too many, too many high highs and too many low lows. We're just... Uh, uh, doing life and uh, making things happen. And so this app session is going to help us out with that. Uh, how, to, how can we become better at what we do? And then that's why we're here. And it's uh, uh, good to have uh, Matt Oltoff, Pastor Matt here. Woo! Yeah, come on. Yeah, three weeks. Three weeks in. Three weeks three in. Three weeks in. Launch church right here in this area. And uh, is that your beautiful wife, Bianca? It is, yeah. Awesome, Miss Bianca. We're glad you're here. Alongside two kids, right? Two, two kids. beautiful children, yeah, two amazing. Kids. And this is going to be a great day. We're going to learn more about StoryBrand and how we can add that to our churches and what we can do to be better uh, at being pastors, being staff members. You've served the church for over 20 years, right? Worked with yeah. Pastor uh, uh, Pastor Nick and Christine Kane. That's and correct. Uh, Man, you've been a church planning coach as well, right? Just helped us. Helped I've, us never, I've never done it, but now we've done it. So now you've done go. it. Now, now you know. Now, now you just coach us. You are, you're in the grind and, and leading that. So thank you so much for being with us today. And yeah. uh, how many are ready to learn? How many ready to grow? Yeah. Be better? Awesome. Thank you, Pastor. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Uh, so really excited to be here again. My name is Matt Oltoff and uh, part of the Father's House Orange County. We launched three weeks ago, which was uh, amazing. we got some of our team up here in the front. Go ahead and grab a seat, you guys, uh, wherever there's a couple seats up here. Um, but here's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about story brand, and I think a lot of times as church planners and pastors, we're looking for the latest and greatest things to help grow our church. We're looking for new programs. We're looking for new strategies. We're looking for all of these things that will help our churches grow. And what I'm going to tell you today, just kind of walk through in terms of story brand, is I think that some of the challenges, uh, as much as they are complex, the solution is relatively simple. And we're going to talk about marketing today. We're going to talk about how do we market, and marketing is really made up of Two things. We, we spend a lot of time and money and energy on marketing, but marketing really has two components that I think are critical. Now, I know this is designed um, a little bit for uh, companies. I work for StoryBrand uh, part-time. It's kind of my side gig with Don Miller, and um, I don't do it for uh, the income. I do it because I love it and I believe in it, and it's something that we really have uh, used as we launched our church and has changed the way we communicate. But marketing is made up of two things. It's made up of messaging and it's made up of positioning. How you position yourself is everything. And how you message and what you communicate is what moves and engages people. And so when we talk about marketing, uh, and we talk about brands, and we talk about all those things, what I'm going to mostly talk about today is how do you message and how do you position. And that's going to be really the heart of what StoryBrand is. StoryBrand is not uh, something a lot of times people will say, hey, we want to tell the story of our church better or our organization better. That's not what it does. Uh, what it does is walk you through a framework to learn how to communicate differently the way the human brain thinks. That's what it walks you through. Uh, so it's got some scientific stuff behind it, which we'll talk about in just a second. But as you're going to learn, you're going to learn a seven-part framework. It's all found in uh, Don's book. Uh, I'm not here to promote it. I'll, I can give these away to a couple people at the end. But uh, it really is an amazing book. You can read it in one or two days, and it will change the way you communicate. Okay? So when you think about communication, you think about your website. That's one thing we'll talk about today is website. We'll talk about uh, an email to your staff or to your leaders, your volunteers. That's communication. I used this just recently for a sermon series. 
Everything you do and how you message and communicate, if you're willing to take it through the seven-part framework, it will change the way that you communicate. And it will really start to see people engage differently because uh, here's the thing about the human brain is the human brain, the only thing that engages the human brain for longer than 30 seconds is a story. You think about it, we sit in movies and we spend billions and billions of dollars to sit and listen to somebody tell us a story for two hours. It, our brains shut off, our brains think differently, and so story is actually this huge framework that helps communicate as we go through that. So let's, get, let's jump in and we'll, and we'll kind of uh, see what this is going to you know, kind of reveal for us as we go through this. But the first one is this is a website, and so I'm just getting, hopefully you guys will play back and, and holler back in the midst of this, but what do you see from this website? What do you like about this website? Huh? Okay, get started. Okay, it's right, it's right in red. What else? It's about me. It's about me. Okay. Simple. Simple. It's clean, right? Some good images. It's kind of pretty, right? It's a little nice, pretty. Does anybody know what it is? We don't. And it's, it's one of the things with communication, it's if you have, you can have all the most beautiful things on the planet, but if you don't communicate well, you don't know what it is. And so one of the things we want to think about is we can have all those imagery, social media, all that kind of stuff. But if we're not communicating messages, um, it really doesn't make a difference. People buy products. They engage with your brand only after reading words that make them want to buy the products. What you say in messaging is everything. Okay? And so to have something up there that doesn't communicate what it is, you just got a really pretty website. But you're not moving people into what you want next to it. Okay? And that's what we're going to talk about is how do we use the framework to start to think about and think through what that looks like. Uh, a couple things, you know, in the midst of this is just to learn about the brain is the brain is trying to do two things. And this is really important. Um, the brain is trying to survive and thrive. So let me give you an example because all of you participated in this today. How many of you love the art uh, conference today? Yeah. Yesterday, did you guys learn something new? Lots of good stuff, right? Um, how many of you left yesterday a little tired? You probably didn't do much. You sat in a chair, you ate some food, maybe some of you danced at night, maybe some of you danced in worship, but you didn't do a whole lot of things, so why were you tired? Because your brain is having to work with new information. And that's really, really amazing. That's the, that's the critical thing we talk about communication and, and marketing. These two factors are everything. So you're thinking, as you're, people that come into your church, they're going, how is this going to help me survive or thrive? That's the question they're asking. And if they have to do work to figure that out, which is the burn calories, they're not going to engage. That's, that is the simple, that's a simple pattern of marketing. So they're thinking about how am I going to survive and thrive? How, what is it in it for me? Uh, and if you're going to talk about your insider language and who you are as a church and all that kind of stuff, and you're not going to talk about what's in it for me, then I'm not going to participate and I'm not going to engage. That's how people get us to buy products. We buy products that actually help us become more of who we want to become. Okay, um, you think about messaging and just kind of you know the power of messaging in the midst of that uh, all of us were you know part of the, the last presidential campaign and so just really quick just the power of messaging. Um, how many know what the slogan for Hillary Clinton was? I'm with her. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Right? Okay. <laughs> now watch. Now watch this. Watch this. How many of you know the slogan for Donald Trump? Do you see the power of messaging? Who won? We don't know about the best candidate, but the, but the clearest message won. And that's the power of messaging right there. It's the clearest messaging. You don't have to be the best on the planet, 
But if your messaging is better than your competitors, the church down the street, you will engage people every time differently because it's simple and it's clear. And it's about them. The, the Donald Trump slogan was, you know what, make America great again. We all can feel that. That can help us survive and thrive, right? We don't have to burn calories to think about it. Um, when we talk about Hillary Clinton, her first one was, I'm with her. And you have to stop and go, I don't really know what that means, and I don't know how that's going to help me, right? And then she's changed it to better together, but too little is too late, right? And so she kind of got behind the eight ball, but the best messaging wins, you think about that. And then the brain tries to conserve calories. And so if I have to think about what you're trying to communicate to me, I'm not going to engage in that. And when you think about the church um, in general, we, we are kind of, we are very program heavy. Uh, we have a lot of announcements. And I sat in a church one time and, you know, somebody asked me for feedback after the church. I said, you know what? You asked me to do nine things. Guess how many of those things I'm going to do? None. I'm not going to do any. Because I don't know what, with clarity, what you want from me. Right? And so we are, are, are we're kind of infamous as churches to really help people burn, burn calories. And so... The brain, you have to think about the brain as it's kind of moving. As you're engaging people, they're thinking as they come in. And so what, one of the things that StoryBrand does is it forces you to think about the consumer or your customer before you think about you as a church. Actually, we, we're, we're great at telling everybody about our church, right? We can talk about our church all day long, and, but we're, we're not as good as talking about to customers and what's what they're going through. And so part of that is learning this methodology to really help market to them versus talking about us as a, a church. So every time we communicate is we give people pieces of information. So if you can think of an information kind of like a bowling ball, right? And so, you know, we give people a bowling ball of information every time we talk to them. And so the first one, usually with churches, and they're on a, you know, they're trying to hold all this information that you give them. The first one that they give you is usually you have something like your mission statement, right? Your mission statement's on the side of your building. It's kind of got a little bit of insider language. You know, uh, we want everybody to know Jesus. And so you give them this piece of information. And so they can hold, they can hold one ball, bowling ball, right? So they're holding on to the information, they're holding it, and they go, okay, I, I kind of get this, you want me to know Jesus, and you want me to grow and become a disciple, and, uh, you know, okay, I, I kind of get that, and, you know, that, I, that makes sense to me. But then we do this thing, and, and when they hold on to the bowling ball, and we give them another one, and we say, here's all of our programs. And we've got the kids' ministry, and we've got the youth ministry, and we've got the women's tea, right, and we've got the men's ministry with the sword, and, you know, now all of a sudden you're trying to, like, you're trying to hold all these balls, you're going, hey... I've got your mission statement, I've got all the programs you do, and then we do this, you know, then we start talking about our church, we give them another one, and we say, hey, we're part of this denomination, we're Baptists, we're part of ARC, we're part of Hillsong, what, you know, they're going, and it's insider language, and guess what happens when they have too much information? All of them drop. And they can't contain information. And so the thing is, as we look at our churches, is that, you know, here's the thing, we're all guilty of communicating that way. We've all communicated to people coming to church that way. And we said, here's our mission statement. Here's what we're about. But that doesn't really connect with them. And if we're serious about ministering to people and reaching people that don't know church and don't know Jesus, then we have to communicate differently. Messaging becomes everything. And so this hopefully today will start to help you think differently about what you want to communicate. And so we have a saying in StoryBrand, if you confuse people, you lose every time. If you confuse people, you lose every time. The human brain actually disconnects when there's confusion. And if you have more than a couple choices, which the church has been built on, we want to be all things to all people, right? So we have to have every program that's going to reach everybody. That's just not true. People don't want massive amounts of choices. They want you to give them a simple choice and a simple way. That's why the growth track works. 
Okay, the growth track works because it's one choice coming out of church. It's simple. You know, you ask it, we have we have something called Discover, it's similar to the growth track, and you ask our team, hey, what do I have to do to volunteer? And they will tell you, discover. And I'll say, what do you, what do you have to do to uh, get baptized? And they'll say, hey, I want to serve on the, the greeting team. And they'll say, discover. it's one step. This is one thing we want for somebody, is we want it to be simple and clear, where everybody in the church knows, hey, this is what we want for you. We want you to discover all that God has for you. We believe God has a plan for you, has, has a purpose for you, and we want to help you discover that. That's our messaging to our people. It's all about them. It's not about us. They don't need to know that we're planted from this church or that church. We're part of our or all these kinds of things. We want to help them survive and thrive. That's what we want to do. And so messaging and positioning really changes the way you start to think about that. A um, couple of things we'll walk through, and then we'll jump into the framework. Story, uh, Don had done a ton of research. If you guys know Don Miller and some of his books, he kind of positioned himself as the story guru, and he's like the expert storyteller. And what he realized is he looked at all different kinds of movies and studied plays and all that kind of stuff is that story, what story does is there's a formula, and we're going to teach you that formula today. There's a formula that helps you filter how you communicate messages. And so story becomes a sense-making device. It's how we, it's how we think. It's how, Jesus even knew that. Jesus talked in stories, right? I mean, he knew that that was how you're going to pierce the hearts of the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all those people. They're going, hey, I'm going to tell you a story. And even then they didn't get it, but they, you know what? He talked to you story. And so one of the things we're going to talk about is stories of sense-making device. Okay. I'm going to pause really quick. Any questions that you guys might have before I jump in the framework? Okay. We'll go as fast as we can. And if you have questions, raise your hand. It's, this, is, this is great. Uh, I do this. So I've done this presentation a hundred times. So you're not, going to, you're not going to screw me up. It's great. I love this. It's super fun. So we're going to walk through this. And there's seven buckets. It's a seven-part framework. Okay. This is all in Don's book. It's, you guys can get this. And what we're trying to do, we're actually going to do a little bit of an exercise at the end for you to help you come up with a little bit of your framework for your church and your community. But what you would do is you create an overarching kind of story brand framework for your church. Okay? If you have a sermon series or you have a ministry, we use the story brand framework to create branding for that. Okay? So everything you do is you're walking people through that. And here's the thing. If you're going to communicate something that isn't in one of these seven buckets... You shouldn't communicate it. Okay? So this helps you determine what you should communicate and how you should communicate it and when and on what vehicle. Okay? So this is, this is the framework for how the brain thinks. And so the first thing, and it'll be interesting as you go through this, the first thing you do is we're not going to talk about our church. We're going to talk about the people that are coming in our doors. Okay? Or the people that we want to reach. And so the first thing on the, on the bucket is character. And a character, there's a couple questions that you ask, and all these will come back up at the end with character, is the character aspires to be something, okay? They want to be transformed into something. They think about becoming something different. So you could say for a non-believer, maybe they're lost in life and they would need answers, okay? That's their transformational identity. And they want something. They want something from you or as a community. And so you might say, uh, the Father's House of Orange County, we, we identified that most of the people that we're doing ministry to or that are in our community, that they are struggling to find community and connection. And so we, that's one of the things we believe they want. They want to discover significance and purpose. That was number two. And they're a generation that's driven by experience. They want to experience God in a powerful way. They can watch the best teaching on the planet in their living room, in their pajamas. Uh, they want to experience God differently in the community and church. And so we said that's what people want. Okay? So that was everything we did for branding was going after those things that people want. So that's the first question is, is identifying the character and what they want. And so this is story brand marketing principle number one. 
Uh, when you agitate a customer's desire, they enter into the story your brand is telling. Okay? That should be the opening thing that you communicate to people. You want to reach them. You want to minister to them. You start talking about what they're wrestling with and what they're thinking about. They don't want to know what you're thinking about. They don't want to know who you are as a church. They want to know how you're going to help them survive and thrive. Okay? Let me show you an example of what that looks like. We don't read and write poetry because it's cute. We read and write poetry because we are members of the human race, and the human race is filled with passion. Medicine, law, business, engineering, these are noble pursuits necessary to sustain life. But poetry, beauty, romance, love, these are what we stay alive for. So there's, Apple is genius at this. They're one of the most gifted communicators on the planet in terms of a brand. What are they selling? An iPad, okay. Let me ask you again. What are they selling? Experience. What else? Lifestyle. Lifestyle. Beauty. Passion. They're selling an identity. Okay? That's what they're, they're going after what the customer wants. I want to become something. Okay? I want to be seen as something. I want my life to be different. That's an identity. Okay? So they want to be transformed into something. And so they're not selling just an iPad, which is a you know, metal and some you know, circuit breakers and all that kind of stuff. But, and they don't even talk about the product. They talk about how you, what identity you could have as you purchase this product. Okay? So character is about identity. You have to understand the people that what do they want to become as it relates to your church. And that's what you position yourself to say, we're, we're the organization that's going to help you become that, right? So that's the first one. And it's not manipulative. You know, it's not like you're switching, bait and switch. You're just, uh, Apple is genius at it. Coke is genius at it. Um, there's, some, there's some amazing companies that are billion-dollar companies that understand how to position their products to their customers, okay? The second thing that happens is that character needs to encounter a problem, okay? The character needs to encounter a problem, and there's three types of problems they encounter. And we'll talk about this as we keep going through this. Uh, but one is an external problem. One is an internal problem. And the third one is a philosophical problem. Now, here's the thing. is People don't buy solutions to external problems. They buy solutions to internal problems. Okay? They don't just need an iPad. 
I need an identity. That's an internal problem. Do you see the difference? You can take a lawn mowing company, okay, and, and they're a lawn mowing company. What external problem are they solving? My, my grass is too long and I need to mow my lawn. What internal problem are they solving? Fitting in. Fitting in? My, my backyard needs to look as good as my neighbor's because I'm having that backyard barbecue and everybody's coming over and I gotta, you know, up whatever the guy next to me is, the neighbor that I don't like, my backyard's gonna look better than this, so I have the best, the best backyard in the, back, in, the, in the neighborhood. That's it. That's, that's the identity. Okay? And philosophical is usually a good versus evil type thing. Okay? Now it's hard to blind away to get to the philosophical, but uh, for most <laughs> other things in the church, we, it's pretty easy for us to do. You know, we, know, we believe that God has created us a certain way. And so that's kind of the good versus evil philosophical problem. And so we'll talk about problem. Here's a way that uh, an organization, now these first two buckets, problem and what a customer wants, almost so much of your marketing material should come out of those first two buckets. You want to know the problems that your church is helping people overcome. If you don't, then you're just a, a club that's singing some songs and doing all kinds of stuff like that. You want to see them be transformed. Okay? That's what they're after. That's what we want. That's why we do what we do. So take a look at this, this uh, commercial. I apologize. It makes reference to uh, some language, but uh, I, I think we're all mature adults. We can handle it. It's okay. Hi, I'm Mike, founder of DollarShaveClub.com. What is DollarShaveClub.com? Well, for a dollar a month, we send high-quality razors right to your door. Yeah, a dollar. Are the blades any good? No. Our blades are f***ing great. Each razor has stainless steel blades and aloe vera lubricating strip and a pivot head. It's so gentle a toddler could use it. And do you like spending $20 a month on brand name razors? 19 go to Roger Federer. I'm good at tennis. And do you think your razor needs a vibrating handle, a flashlight, a back scratcher, and 10 blades? Your handsome ass grandfather had one blade and polio. <laughs> Stop paying for shave tank you don't need. And stop forgetting to buy your blades every month. Alejandro and I are going to ship them right to you. <laughs> we're not just selling razors. We're also making new jobs. Alejandro, what were you doing last month? Not working. What are you doing now? Working. I'm no Vanderbilt, but this train makes hay. <laughs> so stop forgetting to buy your blades every month and start deciding where you're going to stack all those dollar bills I'm saving you. We are DollarShaveClub.com, and the party is on. We just wanted really loud survey next to us. It's like, what are they doing in there? We're missing out, right? So, really quick, what did you see as the external problem? What? Expensive, okay. I, well, let's just go like simpler than that. What's the problem? I need a shave, right? Okay, so I need a shave. That's a simple problem. What's the internal problem? I'm going to budget. I want to look good. Go to identity or emotion. Feel good. I'm getting ripped off, right? Okay. What's the philosophical problem? Okay, in what way did you say that? I'm creating jobs, okay? And he positioned himself as the guy out of his garage versus Gillette and Roger Federer and all the other expensive stuff you're doing. Small business versus large business, okay? America is built on small businesses. So I, have anybody heard of these guys before? Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, they, it took them one month to write the script. Guess how much the video cost me? $4,500. Their site crashed in 30 minutes. They had 25 million views, 3.2 million subscribers, and they just sold for $1 billion. Out of a $4,500 video in their garage. Okay? It was crystal clear what they did. They talked about what the character wants. They talked about the problem. They gave you a solution to do it, and they made it happen. That's how genius marketing and messaging is. Okay? It's not fancy. They didn't spend all the bells and whistles on it. They just did it really simple to make it happen. So that second bucket... If you stop talking about your customers' problems, they stop paying attention to your brand. If you stop talking about their problems, they stop paying attention to your brand. Okay? Number three is guide. And this is where positioning comes into play. This is the first time that you get to talk about you as a church or as a pastor. As you want to position yourself to say, I understand what you want. I understand what identity you need to have. I understand you have some problems, some things that are in the way. I can help you overcome those. That's position yourself as a guide. The church, in every situation, should position itself as a guide and not as a hero. And yet most of our messaging and most of our marketing <coughs> is out of the hero bucket versus the guide bucket. We talk about how great our church is and all the things they're going to find in there, and we don't talk about how great their life is going to be when they come and experience our services. That's the genius of marketing right there. And so you position yourself as a guide. And the two important things about God is empathy is the first one. You want to say that I, empathy is about understanding and connecting. I'm just like you. I understand the problems you have because they're my problems or they were my problems. Okay. Empathy is communicating that we're just like each other. And authority is that you've, you've helped or you have experience in overcoming. Okay. So most of us as a pastor or a church, you know, we have some sort of authority that we've helped people overcome those, right? Scripture can be an authority. And then you could also use things like testimonials and different things to help communicate authority that are happening um, in your organization. So the third one there, um, your customer is the hero of the story, not your brand. I mean, if you don't learn anything else today, hopefully you learn some other things, that one is genius, Okay. We have to stop making ourselves the hero. We have to stop making it about us. It is about the people that we want to know Jesus. That's it. That's why we do church. That's why we're all pastors and do ministry. Okay? A couple examples to do that. Um, I know you guys can't all read this, but testimonials are great. And even brand scripting the testimonial. Okay? Helping and coaching them through brand scripting it. There's two examples. You've got Casey on the left. I went through, Infusionsoft is a small business uh, marketing sales software. I went through, I went in thinking Infusionsoft was just software, but it's more than that. It's the salvation of small businesses. Infusionsoft has changed my life. Okay, that's one. Number two, Infusionsoft has dramatically changed the way we think about our business and the way we run it. We work less, take more vacations, spend more quality time with our families than ever before. That's Tyler. How many of you would rather have Tyler's testimony or Casey's testimony? Tyler, his story brand. It actually has to do, it's triggering things that we want. So even your testimonials, just saying, oh, my life is so different after coming to this church. Tell me how the church solved one of those problems, and then you've got a great testimony. And that is what's ministering to people as you communicate when you do that, okay? Uh, bucket number four is talking about we want to give them a plan. So we position ourselves as the guide. We want to help you overcome. We want to help you be the hero of your story. Here's how you do it. Attend growth track. Get in a small group. 
and start serving the church. That's probably most of our plans, right? We want to give them a simple way that they can start to think about what their plan looks like for how they're going to overcome and solve the problems in their life, okay? So the plan is key. If you can get it down to three, that's the magic number, okay? You don't need six things. You don't need five things. You don't need ten things they have to do. It's three. Step one, step two, step three. That's it, okay? Even if, even if you have more than three steps, they don't need to know all the other steps you have. You get three steps in there, and that's what they want to do, and you just go, what's my first step after Sunday service? I wonder about this. If you guys started measuring services and say, I wonder what percentage of people leave on a Sunday knowing with clarity what step you want them to take. I wonder if that was a better indicator than it is. Because those are the people that are leaving going, I'm motivated to understand what you want and what my next step is. Right? That's the plan. And so that's one of the ways we do that is talking about the plan. This, this is what it can look like on a website. You know, step one, schedule an introduction. Step two, we want to listen to you. Step three, we create a, a success strategies report. Your call to action, schedule a meeting. You're three steps away from clarity. It's a financial advising uh, company. Okay? So we want to have those kinds of things on our website. Bucket four. Oh, sorry, that was four. Your customer needs an easy step-by-step plan to move forward or they won't. If you don't tell them how to move forward, they're not going to move forward. If you don't tell them what you want from them, they're not going to move. And if you give them 10 things to choose from, they're not going to choose any of those things. Because now they have to burn calories to decide which one is the best one for them. And they don't want to do that. They want you to tell them what's the best one for them. Bucket number five is you have to call them to action. People do not call themselves to action. If we don't call them to action, you think about it like, you know, if people, if, you know, um, if people call themselves to action, um, then all of us would be motivated to be self-starters and to be the healthiest people on the planet and help be the best fitness programs and all this kind of stuff. Something has to call us to action, an inciting incident that's clear that says, hey, you can change your life today. Here's how you do it. Start today. Okay? We've got to call them to action. One of the game changers I learned about just raising funds in a church plant is that if you don't call your donors to action, if you just present the vision of your church and that's it, you leave and you bought the cup of coffee, they, nine, out of, 9 out of 10 will not engage with your ministry. But if you say, hey, could, you, could I count on you for a monthly supporter of $100 a month? Would you be willing to do that for one year? I think I could do that. That's a call to action. You give them something specific and call them to action. They will not call themselves to action. Okay? So it's, you have to do that. And so we want to call them to action. Um, here's a church we all know. Everybody knows church, right? Okay. What's their call to action? Watch now. They are crystal clear. There is nothing else on their website. Their call to action should be the first thing that you see on there. Now, they have a really unique strategy. They, they believe in the online ministry and what they do online. Their thing is if they can get you to watch online because they know that most people watch a service before they actually attend the service. So their website call to action is watch now. Okay? That's it. It's that simple. If they can engage with you in a message, they know that you'll be willing to take your next steps. So if you look at your website and pull up your website, you should be absolutely crystal clear on what your direct call to action is. You know, plan your service today. Or plan your visit today. Take your next step. All of that should be crystal clear on the front of your website. Okay? Um, there's a couple different call, types of calls to action. The first one is what we call a direct. That's the buy now button. It's like, you know, watch now. It's really simple. The other one is a transitional call to action. It's, it's where you have a more complex product or a complex situation and you need more time to really be in relationship with them. 
So Don Miller is, is one of the guys that's genius at this. You know, how many of you guys think Don is an expert at story? Okay, we've all heard that. Do you know how he did it? He wrote a PDF that he gave away for free on how to, how to tell your story better. And it popped up on his website every time he went for it. He positioned himself as the guru on story and said, I'm going to give you something for free. I want to be in relationship with you. I'm going to help you. And that's how he became the expert in story. Now, he's genius. He knows all kinds of stuff in, in that. But it really was helping position yourself as somebody who's an authority. Okay, this is uh, Squarespace. Most of us use that for a website. Where's, what's the uh, direct call to action on here? Get started and create a site. They used to have watch now or learn more. Those would be transitional calls to action. Watch our latest ad. Okay, that would be a transitional call to action. And so think about as a church, what are some ways that you can position yourself as a transitional call to action as an authority in something that you're just going to give something away for free to people? Hey, three, three steps to change your marriage today. You're positioning yourself as an organization that's going to be for marriages and help marriages. Uh, three ways to help raise your kids or something like that. Right? Those are all transitional calls to action. Check out our latest sermon on how to uh, you know, overcome depression and anxiety. Check it out. Okay, those are all transitional calls to action that you're building a relationship with somebody in the process. Okay? So in step five, we want to call them to action. Unless you clearly call people to action, they won't take action. They just won't. You have to call them to action and do that. Okay? Uh, I got two more steps, and then I'm going to go through a couple examples and, and ask any questions um, as we almost, we're getting close. We have about 25 minutes left. Um, this is what it kind of all looks like together. You know, so you've got the character, the problem, meets a guide, gives them a plan, calls them action. And then you have to communicate two things at the end, okay? You have to talk about success and you have to talk about failure. You have to communicate what their life is going to look like if they go with you as an organization. How is their life going to be different? And, you, and failure is a little bit tricky. Most of, the, most of the people use failure. It's kind of like they use humor in that because nobody wants to be really serious about their life failing, right? So there's humor in there, and that has to be kind of sprinkled in. Failure is hard to talk about. It would be things like, you know what? Stop doing life alone and start doing life in community. So you sprinkle the little failure in there. Nobody wants to admit that they're kind of alone and doing life alone, but we want you to be in small groups in your community, right? So that's kind of the success and failure, and you have to communicate what's at stake when you do that. And so when you talk about success, customers want us to cast vision of what their lives can look like if they use our products or services, okay? You have to give them what their life is going to, what's going to be different about their life if they don't, if they engage with your church, okay? And then you talk about failure. And like I said, there's a little bit of humor involved in failure. So look at this. Uh, this is an infamous ad that you guys have probably seen a version of this. Uh, but these guys use failure to talk about a very, very serious topic that's hard to talk about. On your phone, stuck down here between your seat and your console, playing a little hide and seek. Cold. Warmer. Warmer. Up. Boiling. Jackpot. And if you've got covered car insurance, you could be picking up these charges yourself. So get all state. Where are you to keep you protected from mayhem? Like me. Mayhem is everywhere. Are you in good hands? Okay, so they, they created an actual character that was the failure. Because nobody wants to talk about that's actually what we how many, how many of us have done that? Let's be honest. I think I did just pull it in the parking lot today trying to get my parking pass or something, right? But we all do that. So we all want to admit that we do that. We don't want to text and drive and we want to talk about serious things. So they use something like mayhem that kind of communicates failure. It could happen to you. And so we laugh at it, but the reality is it kind of sinks in 
That, that could be us, right? That could be us in the midst of that. So failure is really important. And what failure communicates is, is our seventh principle here. If there are no consequences for not doing business with you, there is no reason to do business with you. Okay? So if you're not helping them overcome something and what their life might look like, then there's, just, there's no reason for them to engage with you. And that's one of the things you have to communicate as you're talking about your branding. Okay? Let me walk through this just with really quick with just some of the questions so you guys can see that in the main question and each one that we should be asking. And then I'll pause for some questions and we can look at some examples of this at the end. So that first question there is what does your customer want? Okay? Really key to do that. Um, if you guys, um, this book you can go on, it's like 10 bucks on Amazon, and you actually get access to an online platform to create your own story brand. It's really, I mean, it's great. I use it all the time. I was just using it this morning as I'm doing my message series for the next couple weeks. It actually has videos that you can press play on and watch as you're going through this to help you kind of go through it. It's a great, great book to do that, uh, go through that. So what does your customer want? That's the first question. What are our customers' external, internal, and philosophical problems? Uh, Pastor Dave talked about this a little bit in his message uh, yesterday, you know, how he builds a message in a sermon. Hey, I want to know what, what I want for the, what God wants for the people and what God wants them to do. That's a, that's a, those are story brand questions. You're helping them overcome some things that God has put in your heart, right? So that's what you're thinking about as you're preparing for messages and branding. Uh, as a guide, uh, have we positioned our brand as the guide to the hero? We're not the hero. If you're competing for space with them and you want to be the hero and talk about your church, uh, you're, just, you're going to lose them all day long. They want to survive and thrive, Okay. We've got to call them to uh, get him a plan. Have we created a clear plan for the hero to win the day? How are they going to change their life? We've got to call them to action. Are our calls to action clear? Have we helped our hero imagine how we can improve their lives? And lastly, have we identified the consequences we are helping our hero avoid? Okay? And the online tool looks something like that. And so it's great. And so it's really easy to kind of pull up. I even, you can even works for your phone. And you can just start writing stuff in there. It walks you through different things there that you want to do. I just did, I just did one for a sermon series, like I said. But you, you can have access to that. We want to make it as easy for you to story brand and do that. Now, here's the thing about story brand. And we'll look at um, a couple things before we head out and then uh, we'll ask questions. Um, it's a paradigm shift. Okay? So I, I first need you to know that the, the seven-part framework, uh, my wife and I were talking about it takes a while to get to used to it and learn it, right? But it's a paradigm shift for how we think about communicating. We're used to communicating and talking about ourselves. We lead with that. And what the story brand framework does is teach you to think about communicating in terms of what the customer wants first. That's going to be a shift for you, okay? That's going to be something you're going to have to work as you go through this, right? And so you're going to get better at it and better at it. You're going to start to see products. Your movies are going to get ruined for you. You're going to know what's going to happen, you know, 30 seconds in the movie or 30 minutes in the movie. But it's, the framework is all the same, okay? Hunger Games is the same as Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy is the same as Star Wars. The framework is all the same in which they communicate because this, this framework works for how we communicate messages, okay? So you have to get used to that paradigm. And the way it would work is I would start with your church as a whole, and I would say we're going to create a story brand framework for our church, and then I would look at little pieces and departments underneath your church and how you put together frameworks, and then begin to use it as an, on an everyday basis. We had, a, we had a, our marketing team was just getting ready to shoot out an email to our volunteers. And the first sentence was, hey, our current sermon series is coming to an end. Please join us this week as we conclude. And so what I said is, hey, we want to lead with what the customer wants. 
So we're doing a series on freedom and community, and so let's talk about how their life is going to be better in the beginning of the email before we get to this is actually ending. Okay? So if you miss it, here's where you can watch it, and we go, hey, we want to communicate, hey, can you believe all the people that experienced freedom last week? We get to do six or seven baptisms for the first time ever this week. We're going to get to help people get connected and community. Can't wait for see what God is going to do. That's all communicating what they want before I get to what I'm actually asking them to do. Okay? And it changes the way you communicate with that. So, one and a couple, a couple tools, and then we'll we'll go to the, some other stuff here. We taught we call this the grunt test at StoryBrand, and it's three things. It's like being able to grunt this, you know. It's like Tim Allen from Tool Time, right? But uh, what do you offer? Super simple. What do you offer? Okay, as a church, what do you offer? Not programs. What are you actually offering? Remember, people buy solutions to internal problems and external problems. We're changing lives. We're selling, we're, we're, we want to see people experience hope. Okay? That's, what you, that's the grunt. How does it make my life better? And what do I need to do to get it? That should be the simplest thing your website communicates. Is that. What do you offer? How does it make my life better? And what do I need to do to get it? Okay? That's the simple framework for that. One of the things we, we can do, I'm going to skip through this. Uh, let's see if I can find this really quick. A couple examples. And we're going to do this uh, for you. And I want you to kind of think about this, and we'll have a couple people that are bold enough to share. But there's kind of a one-liner. Okay, so like this is kind of your elevator pitch to why you do what you do. And so I want you guys to practice. I know you haven't brainstormed in this. But here's how, here's how the one-liner works, okay? You first start with the problem, okay? So what is the problem the customers have? So you might say something like this. You might say, you know how the next generation is really struggling to find community? Now you offer the product or solution. But we find, what we have is these amazing house parties that allow people to get connected and to meet new people and find community. And what we're seeing is, now I talked about the result, this is success, is people start to form lasting friendships and do life together and they're thriving. That's the one line. I didn't say anything about church. But I talked in terms of problems and solutions and result. Okay? It's way more intuitive to how you're talking to people, especially those that aren't in the church. Does anybody want to take a shot at this for their church? This one-liner? Nobody wants to go? Why don't you take, let's just take 30 seconds. See if you can come up with a one-liner for your church, okay? One, one, one word, one word. Yeah, just see, well, I start with the problem, and then we'll put it into a sentence. See if you can go, what's the main problem we're solving? How do we solve, how do we, how do we provide a solution to that? And why, how are we seeing people's lives change in this that? What's the result, okay? If you can get three things down, we can kind of massage it into a sentence.
Does anybody think they have a close to a one-liner? Okay, get right here. We see people hung up on their failures in life, but as we've been forming a life-giving community that gathers to push each other toward our dreams, we see people taking steps toward getting out of their ruts and stepping into their destinies. That's great. Wow. Good job. Good job. Okay. Anybody else? Come on, be bold. You have to be really loud. Okay. Uh, we see people hung up on their failures in life, but as we've been forming a life-giving community that gathers to push each other toward our dreams, we see people taking steps toward getting out of their ruts and stepping into their destiny. Nice. Okay. And Mel Sablon, let's get like two more. I know you all worked on it, so I might call on you. I'm not afraid. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. This is already on my website. Okay. So, um, <laughs> I'll tell you if it's any good. Just yeah. kidding. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's, it certainly hits the, the first part of the problem, right? That, I mean, you nailed the problem. So how do you how do you summarize that as like once? How are you providing the solution? What's the solution? Well, a place to belong and creating a place where they can really experience community. So that would be like more a little bit more of like the steps to do that. So you'd say, hey, we know that a lot of people are looking for a place to belong. What we what church? At Mid City Vineyard. At Mid City Vineyard, we do life in community. We have community groups for you. And what we're seeing is people's lives change and transform as they make connections and do life together. Do you see that? Yeah. So you're just simplifying it a little bit more. Okay. But you have all the right language there. It's great. Anybody else? Yeah. I have a question, actually. Uh, so the name of our church is Agape Restoration Ministry Okay. And my husband and I really kind of birthed it. We've been married for 38 years and had a child and everything. So we saw how awesome God is and, and the, how Agape's love really restored our marriage. And so that's why we chose Agape Restoration Ministry Center. And so we just have up our, on our uh, website, our Facebook, Restoring Faith, Restoring Families, Restoring Hope. Okay. And so, um, but it seems like it needs to be much more. Um, yeah, well, that's that, uh, for your website. That's really great. So you, so restoring families. Restoring faith, restoring families, restoring hope. Okay, so that's that's great. So take if you had to take it into a one liner. Okay, we know that a lot of marriages, especially in let's just take Southern California, uh, are ending in divorce and really struggling. Right. What we have is an amazing church that focuses on helping get your marriage marriage back on track. And what we're seeing is people start to have incredible thriving marriages as we go forward. So again. You just think it, but those phrases are very customer oriented. They're great. Okay. Anybody else? Yes, sir. Is your life too busy? Are your kids driving you crazy? Come to our rest stop and meet others who share your pain and be rested and energized. Okay. Yeah. So you got some great formula there. I maybe work on the solution, so it'll be a little bit stronger on the solution, but hey, are you busy? All of us creates busyness, right? Is life busy? Are you overwhelmed? Have you got kids? We have a place that you can find just community and belonging and joy and rest and peace. And, and what we're seeing is families start to connect and you, know, you can kind of go there. That's great. That's great. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pause here. And we've got about 15 minutes or so um, with the one-liner. What's great about a one-liner is this is what I would tell people with your one-liner. Okay? If you can get everybody in your church, leaders and everything, using the same language, it is a game changer for your church. Okay? 
So as you talk about it, it's really important. Memorize it. Have your staff memorize it. Um, put it on your business card. Put it as your signature you know, on your email. Uh, put it on your wall at your church. You know, so we, are, we have a mission statement for the Father's House Orange County. It's something like inviting people to discover freedom and life in Jesus. But we will never say that from the stage. What we will say from the stage is, we want all that God wants for you. Okay? We're, giving, we're, we're talking to the customer. Not, they don't need to know our mission statement. They can find it on the website. We want all of what God wants for you. We want to see you thrive. We want to see a purpose and community and belonging and connection. And so we use that language from the front. Okay, so that's the language we use, and so I think our team and our staff would start to use that language. Go ahead. Did you give your one-liner for your church? Um, uh, I have to think about it. I don't know. I have to, I have to go back and look at the survey. I don't have a one-liner for you. I would be like, we want all the God wants for you. Here's how you get it. We have community groups. Um, this is this government. This is what we're doing. We're seeing people connect with us. So, yes, sir. In, in the process of trying to find the one-liner, um, how, in, especially with the organization, how in depth do you need to get, and what are some good questions that you can ask yourself to be authentic to what the actual vision of the church is and what the ethos of the church is? Because when you say that, that makes sense, right? Like, we want what God wants from you. Uh, having been to the Father's house, I see that makes sense. I, I sense that. So, how does a church or pastoral staff become authentic with? that sort of statement and say something that's really authentic to them. Yeah, like, so what, I mean, here's the thing. For that one-liner, you're pulling from the brand script you create. So if you work the brand script, all the language is in there. So when we first did it as a team, uh, we, we had a, a whole whiteboard full of, full of what does the customer want. And we had to narrow it down to two or three things that we felt like were the key things people want. And then we had to talk about the problems they overcame. So we, and when we go back to market and do sermon series, Guess what we're pulling from? All the problems and what they want. That's where we're going through this whole thing and going, hey, we need to talk about this this week. We need to talk about this this week. We may change the brand script a little for the sermon series, but it still goes back to that umbrella series. So if you create the brand script, everything you pull should come from those seven buckets. Because if you ask it that way, then it's making it by yourself again. Right, right. You're going for the one-liner. How do we do the one-liner? Do the work of that. Here's the thing. Everything in your website, your social media, everything should come from one of these seven buckets. You shouldn't have anything on your social, anything that you're communicating that doesn't communicate for these seven buckets. Okay? So your imagery should be all success imagery. Should be people excited, laughing, having fun. What does life look like together? Your imagery helps them show what life the church is, what's going to be like if they go to your church. That's huge. Okay? Other questions? Yeah. So, like, for instance, our theme right now is better together. So that's what you're talking about, right? When you're talking about our fellowship is. Yeah, most of our mission statements are about us. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So if you're looking at a room full of better together, I don't know what Art's mission statement is. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know what the mission statement is? No, but we know what was the theme. Okay. Better together, right? But that's something that was all communicated to us. So the theme is. You're going to hear the theme talked about everywhere because that's what we want for you, better together, right? So I don't know what the mission statement is. And I probably, I can probably find it on the website, you know, where our church plan is. So, but I think it's just important to say, how are you positioning yourself? Art positioned himself with this conference and saying, we're here for you who's doing church alone. We want you to do church together. You heard stories upon stories about community and pastors connecting and doing life together. And that's what they're about. And that's what you walk away with feeling. 
that make sense? That's good. Other questions? Yes, sir. Do you do this as a team, or do you do this individually? Uh, you do it as a team. So I would get your entire team, and, and if you had somebody facilitate and walk through this, yeah. you're going to come up with this. Now, obviously, you don't want every single person there, but what you would do is, like what we typically do with an organization, is 20 to 30 people is pretty good, and then you break it into groups of five. And so what I would do with character is I go, I present the topic of character, and I go, hey, here's what we do. I want you and your groups individually come up with what you think the character wants. So individually, they're all writing something down for five minutes. Ten minutes they meet as a group, they come up with what they're going to write. The best answer as a group, you bring all the groups together and you identify. You make a big list, but what are the best three that we think that we're going to communicate towards? And that's how you kind of go through the process. And you do that high-level organizational stuff. Also, you take that down to the teams, the smaller yep. conferences, events. Yep. Exactly. Yep. And you can do the same thing with the teams over those areas. Um, so you can break down that way. Yep. So, so, for, so for example... Let's just, I'm making this up, okay? So let's just say TFHOC, that's our church, is doing like in a conference, right? Yeah. Well, one of our key values for the, the Father's House is, is we, we like the idea of a house and community around the table. Everybody has a seat at the table, right? So if I do an event that has a different want that violates the one up here, then I'm, I'm, I should be prompted as a leader to go, why are we doing this event? Because it doesn't really fit into our story now. Yeah. It doesn't really fit into what we want to do. Or... We have to do an event that actually communicates what we're about. So how are we going to do seat around the table and community in this conference that's different than we've ever seen before? So that would drive that value because it comes through that becomes comes through the overarching framework. Okay, does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Other questions? Yes, sir. Are you selling the book today? Uh, you can have it since you asked. I won't. Here you go. Sure. <laughs> Oh, as long as we're not that. Are you selling the laptop today? <laughs> <laughs> Here, look at it. You get a book just for that. Okay. Yeah, uh, the book is Building a Story Brand. Don Miller is the author. Um, he's great. It's just, this is all his stuff. This is not my stuff. Um, he's genius um, at doing this. So he's got a podcast that I would encourage you to. I mean, jump on. All they talk about is all of this communication stuff. Awesome. It's genius on this podcast. Okay, hold on. One more <laughs> second. Right there. I'm just going to ask the question. Oh, great. So you can. I got one more left. Maybe I'll... <laughs> I won't throw it at you guys. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Question, sir. Have you branded your church name based on this? That's a really good question. Um, we have not. We've taken our church through that. Um, the only concept we kind of landed on is one is we're planted from the Father's House in Vacaville. We like the concept of a house and a home because that's where the church started. Uh, we were, my wife right here, she's, uh, she's uh, a lover of hosting people and uh, having people around the dinner table in this community. And so we did that. Uh, I'm a certified small yay. And so we put food and wine together and brought people together and said, let's start a church. And that's not what we said, but we just gathered people together and that's what became the foundation of so we felt like a house and a home was really important to us because that's kind of the foundation of what we have. So, yeah, yeah that's a good question. Anyone else? I was just going to ask, sorry, last question. Um, is the church able to hire somebody from StoryBrand to like have them walk through um, the process? Yeah, that's a great question. I'll get to that in just a second. Yeah, so. any, last, any last questions? Was this, was this helpful? We got to get a few. Is this helpful for you guys? Great. What do you ask? 
Did we brand our name? Like for the Father's House Change County. Okay, did we brand the name? Um, we did from the sense that the values for us were community known. Yeah. And that's what we came up, that's what we stuck for gravitate towards it. And then we branded the website and what we talked about came out of that. <coughs> that's a question. Okay. Uh, next steps in this, if you guys are interested, um, is you know some of this stuff is, is what Don and the team offers, but you, there's, there's an online one that you can pay that walks you through um, all the modules of how to do this in terms of all the buckets. Um, Don has a live workshop in uh, Nashville. I think he did a couple other, one in Seattle, one in Portland. Um, if you go to a live workshop, um, and then there's also a way to bring out a private facilitator like myself to host a workshop for your team and those kinds of things. So, I'm, again, I'm not trying to sell anything. I'm just trying to, my, my heart is I feel like a church. Um, my specialty with Don is the nonprofit and church sector. And I do it just because I love it and I believe in it. And I just see the church and the nonprofits uh, don't have access to some of these resources. And so the messaging just gets really confusing. And we use insider language all the time. And I just have a heart to see the church reposition themselves and communicate clearly so people can start to make it. That's my heart. So, yeah. How do, you, how do you, in this process, how do you avoid from, like, pigeonholing yourself and focusing on things? Like... The big question everyone asks when you want to plan a church or you want to start churches: what kind of church do you want to be? And you have to, you know, you have to ask the question: what kind of church is God calling us to be? And and everybody throws out the creative juices, right? This is a really, this is soft made hand. That kind of stuff. How do you guardrail this process so that you're not throwing what you want versus what you're able to produce and what 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 you know you're becoming? And, and you know what I'm saying? And, and I'm not. Saying well, but but and I don't values probably are the more than that, but yeah, I, I think what this process false is, advertising, false advertising, yeah. Well, that's that's the thing is you actually have to you can't just advertise to be something and not actually do it, okay. right? So that's one of the things that you have to think about when you do the story brand framework. And so, for example, at the Father's House Church County, our, our three things are community. Okay, so we will always win with a place for people to connect because people are looking to be connected. We want to help them find significance and purpose. We want them to experience Jesus during worship. That's our three things, okay? So everything we do, like community, we're like, well, how quickly can we start community? And do we do anything in our worship service that fosters community? So we, we're three weeks in, we're not going to start groups. But we said, hey, we can start dinner parties. So we've got five or six dinner parties popping all over the county where people can go and get connected and find community. We'll launch groups in January. But... We're going to do that versus um, something else because that's a value and identity of who we want to become. So for you guys to go through that, that process, if you have more than three, I think that's a problem. You know, so you want to have, here's our main three things that we can champion for this season. And that's what helps us to go through that process. Yeah. Any other questions? Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Thank you.